Anyone can have a gimme, but it really gets interesting when you go for two. The Go For Two podcast starting now. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. January 4th. It is now uh, 2020, man. It's 2020. Welcome man. to 2020. New decade. So it's episode 14. We're starting off the new year. Coming out on the uh, playoffs later on today. I think 405 is the first one. And which game is that, Don? We have got a couple games going on today. And uh, they're going to be interesting games, put it that way. Right. <laughs> I, I have not decided which one I'm more excited about. There, we're going to talk a little bit later, first of all, about these games. Um, it's I, I think we're going to see some surprising scores this weekend and surprising games. So we have uh, Buffalo and Houston. Buffalo and Houston's the first 435. one. 435. Gotcha. And then uh, Tennessee versus New England oh, yeah. at 815. We'll, we could we'll, see an upset tonight. Uh, we could see a couple of them here today. We'll talk about that in a little while. Oh, and then some breaking news. Cowboys interview uh, Mike McCarthy and Marvin Lewis. Oh. If they hire Marvin Lewis, they're never going to go to the playoffs. Uh, they need a new puppet in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, kind of get started here, guys. Uh, we want to start out with uh, hoping everybody's Christmas was good. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We have, We were on just before Christmas, so... Hope everybody had a great Christmas and a great New Year's. Yeah, man. Uh, my New Year's was pretty good. We went down to uh, Bethany Beach here in nice. uh, Delaware. Uh, I'm going to just put it out there. Seeing all the drunk people dance was uh, <laughs> was hilarious. Me and my wife had a good time. Some guy came out of nowhere with like a cigar in the middle of the dance floor. And me and Heather just sit back and we just watched the <laughs> complete disaster that happened. So, But it was fun. Uh, so I hope everybody had a safe New Year's. Uh, I know there was a, a lot of different programs going from AAA and Uber and, you know, trying to get people home uh, without them being stupid for tonight. So. I know, man. I, I I had some people at work were talking about Uber plans for New Year's Eve, and I, I even recommended the Grey Wizard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Barry, where you at? <laughs> That's right. I need a ride. <laughs> so what would you want to start out with first? Well, our next podcast. Our next podcast. Our next podcast is going to be our live recording Saturday, January 25th. We'll be at Holy Grounds Coffee House in Oxford, PA. But it's an early podcast. We're going to be doing that from 10 to 11. Right. And I'm so excited, man. man Again, Jeff another has remote. an awesome store. Shout out awesome to Jeff. Business. I met him uh, a couple weeks ago. Yep. I went to go visit Randy while we were in Oxford. I think, uh, what were we doing? Oh, we were eating with our family. Yeah. We went to go eat at the, the sawmill saw there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, shout out to the sawmill. They treated us well again. And then uh, went up to go see Randy. And then uh, he was at, actually at the coffee shop. So I walked <laughs> up there. And then surprisingly, Jeff was there. I talked to him and got to meet the mayor, man. man Shout out to the mayor. I, have, I haven't met the new mayor yet. He's so. pretty down to earth, man. So I know he's probably going to be at the rock, paper, scissors competition. I was so. just going to say that's our next thing. The same day after the podcast from 11 to 1, we are sponsoring the Holy Grounds Coffee House Rock, Paper, Scissors Tournament. We're going to crown a champion for 2020 in their first tournament. Uh, we got a trophy in the works. It's being provided by James Groff and Son in Quarryville, Pennsylvania. So a shout out to Emily in the Laser Works Division. She is working on our trophy. Shout out to you. 
Heck hope yeah. They, hope the trophy comes out awesome. Oh, it will. It will. All right. And we got one more congratulations in order. This was from our Fantasy Football League. First oh, yeah. timer in the league. We've actually had three separate champions the last three years we've done it. I won it the first year. Don was in the championship. The second year, Rob won it. Don was undefeated, lost in the first round. Then Don was in the championship again this year, but lost to his fellow co-worker, Brett. Shout out to you, Brett. You had an amazing season, man. Yes, he did. And, you know, you got to beat the man to beat the man. Yeah, so three times. All right, keep an eye out on Facebook, folks, because we are going to uh, put out two events for the same day for our uh, live podcast at the Coffee House at Holy Grounds. We're going to put that podcast out there so you can mark your calendars. And we're also going to put out for the Rock, Paper, Scissors tournament. We want to know who is the champion Rock, Paper, Scissors player in the Oxford area. You can come anywhere. Come from Maryland. Come from Delaware. It's all going to be going down in Oxford that day. Trophy to the winner. No cost to enter. All ages. I'm looking for a couple hundred people. What do you think? Hopefully that's the number that shows up. Now, on on that uh, event notice that we're going to put up on Facebook, Dante's going to have a link on there, and all you have to do is click the link. If you're interested in being in the tournament, put some basic information on the form. We don't want full names. It'll tell you what we need on there just so we can get a count and get a playoff grid uh, type format set up. So you'll know who you're playing when you come in that day. Yep. So shout out to all of that going on in the next couple of weeks here. It's going to be busy. fun. Um, but uh, our main goal here is to talk about football. Um, we're going to start out with college, man, because it's a lot of crazy stuff going on. Uh, Oklahoma got the beat down by LSU. Ooh, beat down <laughs> is polite, man. Joe Burrow put up seven of those things and 400 yards and before the first half was over. Oh, I know. 29 of 39. Only 10 incompletions. 493 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. Wow. Raised a, what, a half a million dollars in his uh, after his Heisman speech, helping right. out his uh, local hometown up in Ohio. So, yeah, nothing but good things coming from the guy. I, don't, I have nothing against Joe Burrow, but I just thought that uh, Jalen Hurts should have won it by the the body of work that he did at Oklahoma. But, you know, that was justified by the smacking that he gave Oklahoma. I mean, look at his wide receiver in that game, Justin Jefferson. 14 receptions, 227 yards, and four of those seven touchdowns. That's crazy. Ugh. So, uh you know, they beat Oklahoma, send them home. Next one, Ohio State versus Clemson. Dude, what a heartbreak at the end of that game. Me and my wife were like, what? Why did why did he abandon the route? I know Justin Fields, man, is he is in his feelings and they should have been in the national championship off of that one pass. Yeah, I I was surprised. I, I did expect Ohio State to win that game, but Hey, it was uh, closer than what I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, a lot closer. So Clemson learned from their mistake of almost choking the North Carolina earlier this season. Um, and with that being said, I have them winning a national championship. Oh, there you go. Nice yeah. pick. Um, now I I think Burrow's on the uh, on a roll. The Joe Burrow train has just started. It's picking up steam. It's heading to the national championship, and LSU's your winner this year. 
Yeah, I, I just think uh, LSU's defense is still a little questionable, but they look good against Oklahoma. <laughs> but I can't, I can't put past the heart of that Clemson team and yeah. Trevor Lawrence taking that hit and then you know a couple plays later running the ball like it's sixty something yards down, I which mean, is the longest over his career. Trevor Lawrence threw for two hundred and fifty nine yards, two touchdowns. He ran sixteen times for one hundred and seven yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so very versatile. He's a big guy too. Yes, he is. So that uh that kind of rounds out the uh, college football. You know what went on there? Heartbreaker Florida State had, uh, you know this past week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, they, they had Justin a tough Blackman game. threw four picks. Tough game. Uh, Arizona State is a good team. Yep. They got a good coach, Herm Edwards. They upset a lot of people this year. So good win for them. I picked them to be in the Pac-12 championship against Oregon, and we can't forget about what Oregon did this yep. past weekend. Justin Herbert ran for three touchdowns to squeak out the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. He's looking like a first rounder. So question: <laughs> We don't have this one written down, but uh. Is Jonathan Taylor coming back next year and getting the rushing record? Wow. Good question. Very good question. I think he should, too. He seems like a really good guy, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if he came back and, um, you know, took the record. It's only going to take him three games to do it or something like that. And it's not too often the running backs are going in the top five picks in the draft. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't happen that much anymore. You get it in him occasionally, so. But if he comes back next year, has the best year of his career, breaks yeah. all the records, it'd be hard to deny him a top five pick exactly, next year. Exactly, exactly. So I think it's a better move to to do it that way. Yeah. Then it's you know instead of falling to the second round, you're guaranteed a first round. Yep. You know, pick. Absolutely. People are going to need a running back, so and he seems like a pretty uh pretty versatile one. So we'll see. All right. Well, let's talk about some players. Uh, early on uh, in the season, actually back during the combine, we listed a bunch of players to keep an eye on this year that we mm. were very impressed with, uh, either from their college record or from the combine. So run through a few stats uh, with these guys. Uh, top of my list was Montez Sweat. Did you see him in the commercial? That's that's one of the things I got down, man. He, <laughs> Linebacker from Mississippi State, played for the Redskins, played all 16 games, 50 tackles, 31 solo, 7 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, and a deodorant commercial. See that? Hell of a resume. <laughs> you know they I were going to do it if he was I good. Know. Man. I know. That's why I put him first. I wanted to get the mention These of that are all commercial. guys that we mentioned earlier in the season. That was actually Don's pick. Um, he, he had... You know, look out for him. So the next one, another one of Don's guys to look out for, Quentin Williams. Yep. Defensive tackle from uh, Alabama who actually played for the Saints this year. He played 13 games. Or, I'm sorry, not the Saints, the Jets. Uh, played 13 games this season. Uh, had 28 tackles, 15 solo tackles, and 2.5 sacks. Yep. Not a bad year. Another one that played 16 games was Rashawn Gary. This was your your top guy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I thought he was going to be a little more impressive at linebacker. It wasn't bad. I mean, he had an okay year for the Packers. 21 tackles, 13 solo, and two sacks. Not bad. Now the disappointment because of injury. Jonathan Abram mm-hmm. went to the Raiders. Safety from Mississippi State. He didn't even get a full game in. 
He had five tackles, one solo, shoulder injury, IR for the rest of the year. Yeah, this is the guy that we were saying that was going to be like, you know, a head coach. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, it's terrible to see somebody go on IR like that, but uh, we'll see what he does next season. Now, a guy that I wasn't huge on, but kind of was at the same time, <laughs> Kyler Murray uh, yeah. from the Cardinals, um, played 16 games. He was 349 um, out of 542 pass attempts, uh, 3,722 3, yards, yeah. 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, had a rating of 64.4. He rushed 16 times for 93 yards and four touchdowns, too. Not bad, man. Yeah. Not bad. So, I mean, now, it is what it is. And who, who was his uh, co-part co that we talked about? Who's going to go first? Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins went to the Redskins. He only got to play nine games. He put up 1,365 yards, seven touchdowns, seven picks with a 58.6 rating. He did run the ball 20 times for 101 yards. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, it is what it is with him. So, I mean, he, he came in with a really bad situation with the Redskins anyways after a coach firing all the controversy. And, um, you know, it, it's hard to follow up on a team that was already struggling. But they got Ron Rivera and uh, Jack Del Rio, which we'll get oh, into a little yeah. later. That's looking good. Uh, possibly the defensive rookie of the year, which we'll talk about later. Nick Bosa went to the Niners. Man, how about that? Going to a team and all of a sudden that team is on fire. Just like his brother, man. Yeah, 16 games, 47 tackles, 32 solo, nine sacks. Nine and sacks. I'm saving the best pick for last because this was your dark horse. This is the one you told the world to watch out for. He was going to go in the first round, and he did. Yep. I said that the Giants are going to draft him. Um, This is Daniel Jones. He didn't have a bad year. A lot of people were still contemplating, should he be the starter next year? I mean, based off his stats and, you know, the morale that he built with that team, you know, I, I don't see why not. He, I mean, he played 13 games, taking over for Eli. Eli started one more game towards the end of the season. Um, but he uh, he threw 284 passes out of 459, 3,027 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. So, had a interception ratio about 50% or something like that. Uh, or 2 to 1. 61.9% uh, uh, passer rating. And then uh, he had 13 rushes. Was that for 45 yards? 45 yards. Yeah, so two probably, you know, short yardage, goal line, you know, things like that. If he I remember that touchdown. one that he had on his first game. There you go. Uh, but yeah, man, look out for Daniel Jones. He is like. One of the love children of uh, the Manning family. <laughs> so it was only right that he went there. Eli was pretty good about it, too. It wasn't like he wasn't going to say, don't start him. That's he right. didn't make a big mess about it. Um, but, Don, side question here. This okay. is a question that we had at work that I kind of disagreed with. Okay. Somebody said, is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Um, as much as I would tease some of my Facebook friends who are Giants fans um, even one of our one of my former co-workers one of your co-workers still currently uh, about Sheila and all the different different teasing we can do with Eli 
didn't, never really cared for him. I'd post that confused look at him every time he would throw an interception. Um, with two championships, I don't see why he's not going to make it. He will make it. I don't think he's going to be a first ballot. Possibly not, but he, but if, he will make it. If Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees retire this year as well, he has no chance to get in over the next four years. I don't think. Okay. I agree. When with he that. becomes eligible, I think there's too many good players that yeah. are going to come before him. I think he eventually gets in it. Would I put him in my Hall of Fame? Nah. I mean, two Super Bowl MVPs is fine, but I mean, it's like the argument I say with Drew Brees right now. He's the greatest. I totally changed my mind. The dude is the greatest quarterback yes, of all time. Um, it's not even close. And um, Tom Brady, everybody says he's the greatest because he's got six Super Bowl rings. That's fine, but. That's a team effort. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but I do consider him kind of like a Tom Brady type. I mean, the height. Think about all the good receivers that yep. he's had. Yep. Um, what, Jimmy Graham, Joe Horn, now Michael Thomas. Yep. Tom Brady's probably had the the least amount of help. Um, when Jimmy Graham went over to the Seahawks and, you know, the Packers, he's not really having that amazing of a of, of years. So That's right. You know, give him some credit, man. <laughs> Drew Brees is the greatest. So I was just, I was just wondering, man. Yeah. But one thing, anybody listening, go look up Dan Fouts' stats and, and tell me if he deserves Ooh. to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> never reached the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Warren Moon never reached the Super Bowl. Oh. Now, if you put them head to head, I think Warren Moon won a couple of championships of the Canadian Football League, but uh, Dan Fouts is not. A Hall of Famer in my book. It's it's really weird. I don't know well, why they put him in there. I don't know. It's a, it was a different game back then, man. It really was. It, it was, so. but his touchdown to interception ratio is terrible. <laughs> Not afraid to throw the ball, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, so NFL team records before the preseason. Oh, yeah. We made these picks back before the preseason. Did we, mm. we might – did we make them before the draft or after the draft? Do you remember? It was right around that time. I think it was before. Yeah, I, I think it was before the draft as well. So yeah. we're, you know, totally in the dark going off last year's records and who signed and who didn't sign. And here we are making projections on how these teams are going to do. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and start out with the NFC North because we knew the controversy that this was going to have, but I was right. I was right about one team on this list, and everybody was butthurt. <laughs> so we'll start out with the Bengals first. This was a disappointing uh, record. Um, but Don was the closest. Their, their record was 2-14. and 14. Don had him at 6-10. and 10. I had him at 8-8. Eight and eight. Eh, didn't expect him to do that bad. Yeah, nobody expected that bad. Browns? I mean, I mean think about it, though. Andy Dalton actually started out pretty good. And then they, then they kind of fell apart. So. Yep, pooped a bit. <laughs> uh, Browns actual record was six and ten. Don had him at ten and six. He was closest. I had him at eleven and five. Yeah, we we were expecting a lot more out of that group. Based off the record that we predicted, we didn't expect them to be amazing, but we expected them to like squeak into the playoffs. Yep, absolutely. And uh, they didn't. So. That's why Freddie Kitchens is gone. That's they should right. have fired him in like week ten. <laughs> um, Steelers, their record was eight and eight. I had them at eight and eight. You oh, had them at nine and seven. You were all over that one. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, who knew that they were going to have that many injuries on offense? And for you Ravens fans out there, stop saying that the Steelers got beat by the backups because the Steelers' offense had all backups. Yeah, Let's be real. This is true. They had a lot of injuries this year. Um, The surpriser out of this whole group. Oh, yeah. We knew that they were going to be probably decent depending on how Lamar Jackson was going to play, but we didn't think they were going to be this damn good right away. Expected Lamar to – to use this as a building season and then be stellar next year, man, he's he's awesome. I think we mentioned in the earlier podcast that if John Harbaugh contains Lamar Miller, that uh, it would be a bad season for him. That's right. And he just let him do his thing, and he just told him to play smart. They were 14-2, and two, guys. Their number one seed in the playoffs, home field advantage all the way out, my Super Bowl winner. Um, and I think Don's Super Bowl winner as well. Has have him going to the Super Bowl? Yep, we'll, we'll um, be going through that in a little while. Yep, and uh, Don had him at eight and eight, and I had him at six and ten, so he was closer on that one. So we what we did here is we looked at that combined record based off our wins and losses for each uh, team. Uh, me and Don were actually tied thirty three and thirty one. Their division was thirty and thirty four. Uh, not bad yeah. overall. Overall, we were close with each other <laughs> but yeah i mean we're only three games off so yeah um afc east i'll let you go ahead and go through that sure one. afc east we'll start with uh the bills mafia brett's team uh they were 10 and 6 we both had them at 6 and 10 mm-hmm. so the reverse <laughs> hey kudos to josh allen they had a good season and I said that was the key. And they may be uh, pulling out an upset today as well. Heck, yeah. I'm I'm actually rooting for the Bills and the Chiefs. I want to see an old-school mm. AF, AFL, AFL. Yeah. AFL team win. Uh, um, Dolphins are next. We both had them at 3-13. and 13 and they, they were looking like that. Oh, we thought we had that one. They, they came out 5-11. and 11. They had to get a little, um, little help at quarterback this year. They had to get some. Some bearded magic in there. Yep. But they, they did pull out five wins. Yeah. Um, crazy. They they uh, were terrible. Another terrible team is up next. Yeah. <laughs> the Jets. Jets actually finished seven and nine, so almost five hundred. Yeah, they were almost five hundred. Um, you had them at nine and seven. I I was down on them. I had them at five and eleven. Mm-hmm. Um and then the Patriots. We both went eleven and five. They went twelve and four. Crazy how close we were with that one. So uh, the overall actual record for the division was thirty four and thirty, and you were closest at twenty nine and thirty five. Yep, Don was at twenty five and thirty nine. So yep. we were literally almost opposites of each other. Yep. So one of the wackiest, craziest divisions where Don predicted <laughs> he was closest on three teams. Uh, one team we had tied, which we're very high on. But we'll start with the Broncos. I said that they were going to be one of the worst teams this year. Um, they actually, the last the last four games, they were 4-1 and one with Drew Locke in. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I said if they started Drew Locke, I said watch out for Drew Locke, guys. Yep. Um, I thought he was going to be pretty decent. A Missouri kid. Their record was 7-9. and nine. Don had him at 6-10. and 10. He was closest. I had him at 3-13. and 13. I had him really tanking. <laughs> they would have, too, if they didn't start Drew Locke. That's right. Now the big disappointment. Five and eleven was their actual record. Don had him at ten and six. I had him at ten and six. And this, Chargers. This, I said San Diego Chargers. Los Man. Angeles Chargers. Chargers were bad. Yeah. So they're talking about Philip Rivers going to uh the Patriots, I believe. 
There's, there's a, one of those. Teams. There's a lot of talk about what they're going to do with Rivers. I, whew, I don't know, man. He he was looking pretty bad. Yeah, he towards was the end of the season. He uh, needs a change. The Chiefs. Don was closest on this one too. Twelve and four. He said that they're going to have a down year at eleven and five. Not too bad of a season after. Uh, I mean, only losing four games when Patrick Mahomes was injured. Mahomes I mean, was injured. Tyreek Hill was injured. So. I think they won yeah. all their games while he was injured too, didn't they? They may have. And they had um Matt Moore. Yeah, they had came Matt out of Moore retirement. and uh Nicole Hardman stepped in and you know, it was an interesting year for them. Yeah, so Don had them at eleven and five. I had him at fourteen and two. I thought they were gonna have a crazy good year, so I thought they were gonna be the, the Ravens this year. <laughs> the Raiders, man. They disappointed me again. Yeah. Seven and nine. Don had him at eight and eight. I had him at eleven and five craziness the dog's barking (laughs) he was disappointed too he's a raiders fan (laughs) there you go uh don's prediction record came to 35 and 29 uh mine came to 38 and 26 the actual was 31 to 33 so don was closer all right now we'll do the division that dante dominated the afc south i know my division (laughs) uh we'll start with the colts now of course no one knew when we were doing this prediction that Andrew Luck was going to retire. So Dante had him at ten and six. I had him at eleven and five, and they finished seven and nine. Dante was closer. Yep. Uh, shout out to Jacoby Brissett. He kept that team afloat, man. Yeah, he did. Andrew Luck believed in him, so it could have been a lot worse. How many of you listeners think that uh, Andrew Luck is coming back next year? Ah, oh, good question. I don't know how his rehab is going on. I'm, I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of rumbling about that exact thing Mm. will he come back to the colts though that's right uh the jaguars dante had him at eight and eight he was closest they finished six and ten i had him a little better at nine and seven yeah you know i think if we would have kept Gardner Minshew and we maybe would have made the playoffs it's possible but uh Spent all that money on nick Foles. can't really blame the front office but then you can again you keep in the guy that's yep. got the magic going. Yep. Just like the Steelers kept in Doug Hodges. Yep. But, you know, what and, about and Doug Marone's coming back for another year. Randy said he was okay with that. I talked to him this morning about that. So I'm okay he, with it too. Yeah. I don't I don't think he's a bad coach. Um I think getting rid of Tom Coughlin is gonna build the morale of that team a I little think bit. So I didn't too. think it was that bad, but you know, all the NFL NFL PA um claims that we're going in about you know how rough he was with the fines i uh i don't blame him so see you tom i thought you're gonna be good (laughs) but you weren't all right next is the texans they finished 10 and 6 dante was all over that he had him at 11 and 5 i was looking at a very disappointing 6 and 10 yeah i just thought their team was gonna be better um and they were that's why they're in the playoffs yep but also the next team is in the playoffs too. I know we got the Titans uh, finished nine and seven. We both had them down at five and eleven. Dude, I thought. Remember, Ryan I said Tannehill, that Ryan man. Tannehill. I'm like, why did they bring Ryan Tannehill in? Yep. They saw that uh, Mike Vrabel saw that you know Marcus Mariota just wasn't the answer, and yep. I, I remember I thought they were gonna bring him in as like a flex player. I'm like, yep. is he going back to wide receiver <laughs> like in college? That'd be crazy. Yeah. But uh, Ryan Tannehill's been on fire, man. I know, and, he in looks the past, good. remember I always used to say like, 
Ryan Tannehill's in the wrong system. Yep. He's in that Ron Rivera contain him and let him just not do anything. Um, yeah, man, he's he's good. He's freaking good. I I, I love Ryan Tannehill. So well deserved, and I you know one of my upsets today. Yeah, that was good. Um, the actual division was totally thirty-two and thirty-two, and I had thirty-one and thirty-three. Dante was at thirty-four and thirty. Yep, you were closer by the combined record. But, but that uh, was it. <laughs> yeah, everything else I was pretty spot on. Yes, you were. All right, NFC North, battle of the old schools. Yeah, there you go. All right, so this division kind of broke my heart because I thought uh, the Bears are going to come out and smash everybody. But uh, I, they had an actual record of 8-8. Eight and eight. I had predicted them at 12-4. and four. <laughs> Don had it closer to 7-9. Uh, and nine. Yeah, I was – I, I didn't – after the double doink, you know, and all that stuff, I just, I even though Trubisky, I think, is a good fit there. I do too. And they need to stick with him. I just look for a down year, and and it was a little bit of a down year. Allen Robinson is the best thing for the Bears, and you don't hear he's one of those wide receivers is not a diva, man. You don't hear him talking a lot. He backs up his quarterback. Dude is probably the most one of the most underrated quarterbacks. Remember, he made Blake Bortles really good. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> the Lions, we kind of knew that they were going to be crappy. Um, they were three and thirteen. I was closest by the five and eleven pick, and yeah. you had them at six and ten. I think they would have been closer to what we had, uh, barring the injuries they had. They might have been better, yeah. um, to be honest. But I mean, you got the old Gator Drew Brisk. Uh, what's his name, Drew? Is it Drew, Joe Driscoll, whatever? I know it's Driscoll's his last name. He sucks. <laughs> Matt Stafford is is a yeah. beast, man. Yeah, he is. I and mean, that's one of our guys that we I always know. said was elite. I He's know. gonna give you four hundred yards, yep. four thousand yards every yep. season. He's gonna throw the ball 35, when, 40 times a when game. When he gets hurt, look what happens. Yeah, and Marvin, um, Marvin, Marvin uh, Jones, Marvin Jones had a pretty good year. Yes, he did. So. Um, Packers, three and thirteen and three was their record. Ooh. We thought this was going to be a down season yes, with the new did. coach and everything. Yeah, nah, they uh they came and surprised a lot of people. I had them at eight and eight. You had them at seven and nine. Yeah, crazy. And then one that we kind of thought that could go either way. Right, you were closer. Um, by off of one game, they were ten and six. You had them at nine and seven, and I had them at eight and eight. And I think that was your division winner. <laughs> Yeah. They're, in, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Yes, so. they are. But based off of your records, you had kind of a two-way tie between the Bears and the Packers, so that's pretty interesting. Combined record, 33-31. and 31. I was closer. The actual was 34-30. and 30. Nice. Don was 29-35 and 35 for the NFC North. All right. The NFC East. Yeah, I'll let you there take care of this one. <laughs> Cowboys. He was close, too. Cowboys finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Dante was looking for a 12-4. and four. They could have been. They could have been. Uh, what don't a want, don't want to hear it. I, I had them at nine and seven, coming in second in the division, and I was off by one game, but they did come in second. Yep. All right, the Eagles. Uh, man, Penn Medicine or whoever else uh, they're using in there for all these injuries in, in Philly. Man, they are working overtime there with the injured. They finished nine and seven. You were closer at ten and six. I had them at eleven and five. Mm. They did make the playoffs, man. They won the division. You believe that? Yeah. Nobody great. wanted that division there for a while. No. <laughs> you had them winning the division. So. Uh, the Giants. 
Giants finished at four and twelve, and uh, I was closest at five and eleven. You were right there at six and ten. Yeah, uh, we we kind of knew yeah. they were not going to be the best team. They're going to improve steadily, but they'll improve. Yep, they got a good good core group there. They got some good receivers, good running back. They don't have and, any any divas either. Right. Um, I mean, OBJ, you can kind of make the excuse that it is what it is with him, but he he played hard. Um, Saquon Barkley is a team player. Yes, he even is. after the Pat Shermer firing, did you see what he said? He said it's not all his fault. It wasn't all his fault. Right. So that's that's great. Yeah. He he's a beast. Yeah. And then uh, we finish up with the Redskins. They were three and thirteen. I think it's going to be the last year they're three and thirteen. I think they're going to win a few more games from now on. I think they'll be five hundred this year. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I had them at four and twelve. You had them at eight and eight. Yep. So overall, the division was twenty four and forty. Mm. I had them at twenty nine and thirty seven, so I was closest. And you had them at thirty six and twenty eight. The worst division in football, yes, based it off was, of their man. combined record, twenty four and forty. Everybody else had over thirty wins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll knock out my the NFC West. Um, we'll start with the Forty Nine ers. Thirteen and three was their combined record. I had him at eight and eight. You had him at seven and nine. Who knew that they were going to be that damn good? But we, uh, my boy John Lynch, though, yeah, we knew they were going to be better, but not that good. Yeah, I like John Lynch as the GM, man. He's, yes, I uh, did too. He's doing good. Um, I remember when that was questioned about what well, John Lynch really. <laughs> uh, me and Don was spot on with the Ooh. Cardinals. I mean, off by one because they got a tie, but they're five, ten, and one. We had them at five and eleven respectively. So we were. I would count that as. Uh, yeah, I think that might be. A, that might be an exact record. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if we pick six and ten, I mean, a tie could go either way. It's not a win and it's not a loss. The Seahawks, we were pretty spot on with this yeah. one too. Yeah, we were. Eleven and five. I had them at ten and six. You had them at ten and six. Interesting that we had two two teams almost spot on. I know, and then you nailed this next one. I I said this from the start. <laughs> if you go back and listen to, I think it was episode three. I said that Jared Goff. It's all going to depend on how Todd Gurley does. Yeah, Dante, Dante had a lot to say about Jared Goff this oh, year. Oh man, I got a whole segment later. Just yeah. wait. Episode three, four, seven, eight, yeah. twelve. <laughs> <laughs> nine and seven was the record. I had him at exactly nine and seven. Don was just going off the magic from last year, yep. which I don't blame yep. him. Yep. But I said it was going to depend on Todd Gurley. He agreed. Todd Gurley had arthritis in his knee. Couldn't really do that well. Really exposed how Jared Goff is under pressure, and they um, he had him at eleven and five. Yeah, and I couldn't help him because I got arthritis in my knees too. So yeah, <laughs> I seen Todd Gurley in college. He was a beast. Yes, he was. Thirty-eight and twenty-six was their actual record. Don had him at thirty-three and thirty-one for the division. I had him at thirty-two and thirty-two. Very competitive division this yes, year. Yes, it was. Uh, it was the best division uh, by combined record. Yep. So. I uh, wouldn't want to play in the NFC West if I was uh, any of those teams. <laughs> All right. Finishing up with the NFC South. Buccaneers finished at 7-9. and nine. I had them at 6-10. and 10. You were a little down on them at 4-12. and 12. Yeah, I think um, – was it Jameis Winston? He threw 30 picks and 30 interceptions. Like the that. first player yeah. to do that ever. Something ridiculous like that. Hey, I mean, 50% of the time, you know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Falcons were seven and nine, and I had them at seven and nine, and you had them at seven and nine. Matt Ryan. We know Matt Ryan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'll take right. him over Jerry Goff any day, though. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking more about those two guys in a little while. We don't want to disappoint Brett. He he definitely wants to hear more <laughs> about Jerry Goff and Matt Ryan. <laughs> uh, Panthers, uh, five and 11. Very disappointing. Uh, we had them at eight and eight. Or you had him at eight and eight, and I had him at seven and nine. Yep. So run CMC. Yeah, that's about all they had this year. They did have Kyle Allen for a while; he was tearing it up. But man, it's going to be interesting to see what they do at quarterback next year. Calling it Cam Newton. Uh, that's if Pittsburgh. I don't know what they're going to do with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, I, I think he's a little bit over his head trying to come back after sitting out a whole year. He's yeah. getting up there in age and. I don't think it's going to be good for them. Yeah. Cam Newton. Cam Newton, guys. <laughs> He's coming. You. Coming to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is just us talking. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Saints uh, finished at 13-3. and three, And what did Dante say? 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I had them a little down this year. I didn't think they were going to be quite as good. I had them at 10-6. I, I, um, I think off podcast I was talking about how Teddy Bridgewater was with the Vikings. You can't. Yeah. He played amazing. Yes, he did. And the Saints have a bright future by looking at how Teddy Bridgewater played. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited for their their future. As long as uh, Sean Payton stays there, Michael Thomas is a beast. Got the uh, receptions record from Marvin Harrison. Dude catches everything. Check that. Check those gloves for that stick. Em. Man, take, take that to the bank. I mean, being like Chris Carter's nephew or something, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's something in that family, man. If, if you are a wide receiver or anybody catching any type of ball and you're coming from Chris Carter's family, <laughs> you might have a great career. <laughs> you don't have to be the best route runner or anything. Just be able to catch what gets thrown at you. All right. Overall division record, I had them at 30 and 34. You had them at 32 and 32. And what were they? 32 and 32. Right yep. on. Nice yep. job. So that was, uh, that was our predictions, man. Um, so let's get into these NFL playoffs and the seeds and the Super Bowl chance, percentage chance. Yeah, we got the percentage the chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Got some interesting numbers on here, man. I can't believe this first one. 49ers, 49.3% chance. <laughs> 49ers got 49%. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a little crazy. It is. The Seahawks almost exposed them again. I know. By a non-called pass interference. Can't get away from that, can we? It is what it is, man. They need to get rid of these referees. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Packers have a twenty little slightly over twenty percent chance to make it. Uh the Saints at a little over fifteen percent. Vikings a little over six percent. Eagles just under five percent. And the Seahawks three and a half percent. That's hmm. your NFC percentage chances. AFC. Ravens, it should be way higher. I think it should be too. It should be like seventy percent, <laughs> but they have them at fifty three percent. Chiefs thirty four point five. Yeah, I see it. Patriots, I don't think they should be this high, <laughs> even at an eight point three percent. Their offense is questionable. Um, I don't think it's all Tom Brady's fault. I don't think he's able to make bad receivers good anymore. Yeah, that's it. That is exactly what it is. He used to be able to take whoever was receiver, work with them, they'd catch it, 
they're not doing it this year. No, I think he just got a bad crop of receivers. They need, he needs Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope OBJ gets his wish and Tom Brady sticks around for one more year. Rumor has it that Tua Tagovailoa is going to come out of the draft if Tom Brady retires. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> um, Texans 2.6%. Bills 0.5%. Yeah, less than 1%. That's weird. That is rude. They can come. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. They're winning a the game this week. <laughs> that is rude, man. Yeah, Titans 1.1%. They can upset some people too, man. The Mike Vrabel magic. All right. Matchups. All right. Write this down, people. This is for this week. Today and tomorrow. The Bills are playing the Texans. I got the Bills winning that one. I agree with you. I got the Bills winning that. So I love Josh Allen, man. We're both picking the upset. Yep. How, how you like that, Brett? How you like that, Nelson? <laughs> the uh, next game we have is the Titans versus the Patriots. Now put an asterisk next to this one. Yes. I just think with Tom Brady being in the playoffs, I think he just like turns into Optimus Prime. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I got the Patriots winning, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw. I think it's going to be the closest game this weekend. Um, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Rabel pulls it out on his old former team. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill's been playing, and AJ Brown, Derrick Henry, those are some grown men playing. Yep football man it is it is hard to pick against the patriots at home in the playoffs but i'm doing it this week i, I, I like you. those titans i don't blame you man asterisk next to the that's gonna be the game of the week yeah saints versus the vikings jesus christ oh that's gonna be a i mean you can't say a dome team because they both play in a dome yeah but but I, I have the Saints winning that I one. I got the Saints winning that one, too. I I think Kirk Cousins, he doesn't do good under important games. He's he's done a couple this year where he's he's been under pressure and he's actually come through, but not happening this time. Nope, nope absolutely not. not. Not this time. All right, and then the one that we're split on, <laughs> respectively, I mean, yeah, it's oh, two sure. of our favorite teams going yeah. at it. Um, the Saints versus the Eagles, or Saints at Eagles. Seahawks. Uh, sorry, why do I keep saying the Saints? I said well, the Saints with the Bills too. We were talking. You love the Saints yeah. this year, man. Drew Brees. <laughs> love Drew Brees, man. Seahawks versus the Eagles. I got the Seahawks winning, of course. I think they got the juice. Um, I think Marshawn Lynch with the one week under his belt, he's going to come back and run the ball strong. Now that he's got those NFL hits in, it's the only thing you can't prepare yourself for is the is those hits. Um, and then they already beat him once, so. Yeah. Well, I'm taking the Eagles. Um, Can't deny Carson Wentz and what he's yeah, done the past Car four Yeah, Carson weeks, has man. stepped up the past four weeks. Um, the Seahawks um, on defense versus the run and the pass are both in the 20s. So I even with these new type receivers that the Eagles picked up at Wawa, I still say, <laughs> I still say that they're going to pull it out. And as much as the Titans-Patriots may be the closest game, I think it might be a more exciting game, but I think the Seahawks-Eagles is going to be the closest game. Okay. And I, I, I got the Eagles winning it. I got you. I can see that. Yep. All right, Dante. We're just going to skip a couple weeks here, but we're just going to go straight to the Super Bowl. Who's going to be there? <laughs> this is going to surprise some people. Yes, it is. Not my one pick, but my, my other pick is – 
Uh, I have the Packers versus the Ravens. Ooh. I can see I can see that it could happen. I think after three bad years or three bad lucks with Aaron Rodgers almost squeaking it out against Seattle twice. Yep. I think this is the time where uh you know the bad man comes <laughs> as Stephen A likes to call. Him. Yeah. I think this is where he pulls one out, man. I I think Aaron Jones is uh is a beast. He is. Uh, if he stays healthy during the playoffs, man, it's going to be crazy. And I think their defense is pretty decent. Their too. defense isn't bad. It's gotten better as the year went on. Um, I, I'll echo the uh, Ravens pick from the AFC, but I have the team that you can't get off your brain today, the Saints. Yeah. I have Drew Brees going to the championship. I think if they get to the Super Bowl and they lose – Drew Brees is coming back one one more year. Okay. If they win, he retires. Wow. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, he retires. I think that he has nothing else to play for. Um, I mean, chasing a ring at this point, it's not uh, it's not too smart. All right, this is the part of the episode where you get to hear Dante say Jared Goff sucks, Matt Ryan sucks. No, no. We've had that in many other podcasts. Uh, Dante has done some digging on these two guys, and he's got some amazing figures for you. So this is based off of the eye test, guys. Like, no research was done before this. I just thought that Jared Goff is the doppelganger of Matt Ryan, but just a little worse. Just by the way that he plays kind of the same type of offenses that they play in, like schemes, the way – you know, that one star receiver that they have, that one good running back that they have that opens up the pass game. And when that person's out, you know, granted, Matt Ryan has Julio Jones that he could throw to 40 times a game. But, uh, you know, I just think they're average. Um, and, you know, Matt Ryan had uh, – didn't he win MVP one year? Or was that uh, – I, I can't remember. I, I think he won he, MVP. He, he was a candidate. I, I I really don't remember if he actually won it. So now, this is this these stats are based off all their sixteen game starts for and this then, year. Um, from oh, all the years that oh, they played. from when they first started. Yeah, so playing. the full full seasons, gotcha. and then both of them had one fifteen game season. Okay, where they you know they started fifteen out of sixteen games. So I added that one in there gotcha. too. Okay, the rest of them, Matt Ryan had somewhere he only started like seven. Sure, Jared Goff had one when he I think it was like fourteen or something like that. So I feel like that was the most fair just to base it off of those stats. Oh, yeah. All right, this is crazy, guys. <laughs> All right. You got five seconds to go get a piece of paper to write this stuff down, okay? So we're counting down from five, four, three, two, one. All right. Completions in a year on average. Matt Ryan has 381.5. Jared Goff has 351.3. <laughs> That's not the closest statistic. No, nope, but that's these that's first two are not. But it gets very creepy from there. Attempts: Matt Ryan averages throughout the year five seventy nine. Jared Goff five fifty five. I mean, close, but not super close. But their completion percentage: Matt Ryan has a sixty five point seven seven. Jared Goff has a sixty three point three. Ouch. So, like I said, these that these are based amazing, off of yearly man. averages. That yep. is amazing. Yardage per year. Oh, this is creepy. 4388.2 is Matt Ryan. 
Jared Goff a year, 43-76.7. Six. Oh, my gosh. Really? 12, We're talking 12 yards. 12 yards. Wow. <laughs> their, uh, their average yardage per pass, 7.62 from Matt Ryan. Jared Goff, he likes to throw the ball downfield a lot, 7.93. Okay, okay. <laughs> Still seven Still, yards. Still, man, seven. Wow. Um, so oh, then, this, this is creepy too, man. So touchdowns every year, 27.2 for Matt Ryan. Jared Goff, 27.3. <laughs> now, this is where I thought, you know, Matt Ryan's a more efficient passer. Okay. He doesn't make as many mistakes. Right. And this is where I think this is where I tell people that Jared Goff is not that good. Matt Ryan is a little bit more conservative, throwing about 12.1 picks a year. Jared Goff, 20.7. Wow. So, yeah. These are the rest of these statistics are a little bit of some that they can't control, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. How many times they get sacked a year? Matt Ryan, 31.8. Jared Goff, 30 <laughs> times. Creepy. Very. Um, so, their quarterback rating Matt Ryan, a 95.5. Jared Goff, 96.03. Wow. <laughs> One percentage Man, off. This is amazing. Yeah. Rushing attempts. Matt Ryan, 35.2 a year. Jared Goff, 34.6 a year. Wow. Man, this is, this is crazy. That is crazy. Rushing yards was a little off, but, I mean, it's not that by that many. Uh, Matt Ryan rushes about 100, for 113 yards a year. Jared Goff is 66. And rushes on average, um, average rushing yards, or wait, no, no, average rushes per game, uh, 3.3, Jerry Goss is 1.8. Wow. So. Man. <laughs> okay, I see why you've been saying that now. <laughs> Jerry Goff is complete trash. <laughs> when Todd Gurley doesn't do good, he definitely doesn't do good. But there he takes go. a lot more risks than uh, Matt Ryan. I think just because he feels himself a little bit. Yep. And um, you can't do that all the time. Matt Ryan, I would definitely take um, over him just because he makes less mistakes. That's just me. Oh, and I forgot. We got two stats on the back. Oh, okay. I forgot about these. It, it printed wrong. Russian touchdowns every year. Um, Matt Ryan has .7. And then you got uh, Jerry Goff at 1.6. Okay. How many times they fumble a year <laughs> when they rush the ball or when they pass and get yeah. sacked. Um, Matt Ryan has 6.09. Jared Goff, again, 10 fumbles a year. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. This is uh, – I just did the eye test, guys, and I had to pull out the stats. That's awesome. Another thing, if you go look at Hall of Famers, go look at Dan Fouts' stats. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's a different time period. Different time, but the dude's – Touchdown to interception ratio is terrible. I'm yeah. like, how? how? <laughs> Even Bart Starr wasn't like that. Roger Staubach, all those guys. All right, guys. I got two segments left. Okay. You ready? Let's talk uh, MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, before I, before I get into our picks, I was talking to Randy this morning, and he wants to know, have I heard or have you heard Gardner Minshew mentioned anywhere as a possible offensive rookie of the year before you do that shout out to oxford pennsylvania <laughs> and maroon horner comics go check them out yes absolutely <laughs> i got a great christmas present from there for my son hey man he loved it 
Really? So yeah, yeah. It was a, uh, it was a book. The Quarter Owls, the right? Quarter Owls book, the yep. Batman book. Yep, autographed by the author. Nice book. Yep. Another plug for Randy. I'm not a huge DC fan, but I can respect it. I think he's from Oxford too, right? Yeah. Yep. So I said no. I told Randy, I said no. I haven't heard him mention it at all. He goes, well, I don't understand why. He said because he was named seven times out of the 14 games he played as Offensive Rookie of the Week. And no other player was named that many times all year. Do you know who it is, guys? It's the man himself. I could throw a football over the mountains. Uh, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico, man. Gardner Minshew. And he is not. I have not heard him mentioned in any of the talk. No. It's disrespectful. I mean, the most talk I am hearing is Kyler Murray. His agent is on Twitter constantly promoting Kyler Murray for rookie year. And I'm getting tired of seeing. He had a decent year. But he's not my rookie of the year. Yeah. So, who do you have, Don, as your rookie of the year? Offense, offense, I'm going to be a homer. I think Miles Sanders. It's a shame he was injured at the end of the season with that ankle injury. Uh, he may be playing this week, but I'm kind of using your uh, Justin Fields. Or Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's what it was. Jalen Hurts' um, logic about how he improved the team. Granted, Carson Wentz had an amazing last four weeks, but if it wasn't for Miles Sanders picking up the team throughout, I don't think he would have made it. I agree. So, so that's that's who I'm going with. I don't think he'll win it, but that's who's my pick. Okay. I have Josh Jacobs just from the body of work that he had yep. all season. He was consistent. Yep, he very was, consistent. He was pretty much – Oakland Raiders whole offense this year. He ran the ball hard. He's one of those. He reminds me of Saquon Barkley a lot. Okay. Can do uh could do a bunch um out of the backfield. So um I mean not the most exciting guy, uh, Alabama guy, but you know, he had a, a real good season. Yes, I remember he when he got drafted, I you know, I hit you up. I was like, "Man, Josh Jacobs might be really good this year." We really didn't talk about him all that much, but uh I, th- I thought he was going to be really good based off his combine work and everything. Now, defensive rookie of the year. We're both on the same page I think here. it's unanimous with the body of work that he's done. Um, I mean, he was even considered for defensive player of the year at yeah. some points. Um, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa was the man. I Just agree. like his brother. Two weird guys, but <laughs> dudes can play football. Yes, they can. Um, I think he was very important to um, that defense. And imagine if Patrick Willis mm. and uh, what's his name that used to play out there too. That two linebackers that are really good. It was Patrick Willis and I think I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But imagine if all three of them were there. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, they would be Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. Now we're we're unanimous on this as well, and I think most of the country is unanimous on this MVP. MVP. I think he's going to be the Super Bowl MVP, too. Lamar Jackson. He is the man. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is... uh, He came into his own a lot quicker than we thought he would. So, shout out to Lamar. That's awesome. He had a great year to the Ravens coaching staff for letting him play the way he needed to play. Man, amazing. There's not enough to... uh, 
there's not enough things that can be said that aren't good about Lamar Jackson. Um, a lot of people hate the way he, he talks and stuff, but like the guy's not a rah-rah guy. He's all about the team. He's not selfish. I mean, a lot of people think he plays very selfish, but I mean, what do you expect the man to do? <laughs> You're out there to score points. He plays smart. John Harbaugh is the best coach for him, and he lets him do his thing. And to be honest, a lot of people won't agree with me, but I think Michael Vick is the best the best coach for him. Um, just with the way that that Michael Vick handled a lot of his situations in the NFL, not not studying the playbook, not going to the film room like he should, getting into the dog fighting trouble, financially, I know he has some troubles with that. Having to deal with all that adversity, and now he's able to shine a light on somebody who's his protege, uh, almost a carbon copy. But for you, I don't even want to say. I almost called everybody stupid. Let me. I apologize. But for <laughs> <laughs> the people that say that this guy cannot pass the ball, oh. obviously did not watch him at Louisville no, when he almost no, won the no. Heisman twice. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, you don't see that very often. You Michael really Vick had a deep ball, but he, Lamar he, Jackson's yeah. the full package. He's, he is the full package. That's awesome. Yeah. So stop with these. Uh, we thought we were a running back, but I'm an actual quarterback. That's not the truth. Nope. Nobody ever said that. And if you go back and watch any of the college games, go back and just watch Louisville tape, and tell me if you don't see a pure passer that can be in the pocket. Sorry. Sorry that I got God-given ability that I can run faster than our running backs. Yeah. <laughs> what a combination, too. Yeah. The guy broke the record. Wow. In his first complete season. That's awesome. Now, if we're going by basketball rules, like I say all the time, he's your rookie of the year, too. <laughs> Which I don't think – I think that should be the case. Yeah. We'll take the basketball rules. All right. We'll finish up with uh, some of the news and some of our opinions on the coaching changes. Yep. You want to start in Washington? Yeah, let's start in Washington. Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio getting hired um, as defensive coordinator. Ron Rivera is the head coach. Um, Good picks. Yeah, very good. I don't think that offense is going to be all that great. <laughs> but I think their defense is going to be top five. Yeah, they, they have a good defensive front. They have a decent offensive front. So, in the trenches, I think they can only get better under these two coaches. And Ron Rivera's offensive lines have never been that bad. Right. Um, but, yeah, I I absolutely think that these two together are going to make an incredible defense. But, hey, defense, let's think about the Ravens that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying it, it, it could be possible. But Ron Rivera likes to contain his offensive weapons way too much. Terry McLaren is the best offensive weapon that you have. Right. And now you have Dwayne Haskins there that's united with the dude yep. that was just killing people. Let them just do their thing, man. They already <laughs> had that connection. Remember, I was saying Terry McLaren at the beginning of, this, yep. of the podcast that, uh, not this podcast, but the previous ones before the season started, I, I was saying that Terry McLaren is a beast. Yep. Scary Terry. Yep. Scary Terry. Jacksonville is going to retain uh, Doug Marone. Right. Not a bad pick. Not, not a bad deal. Mm-hmm. All right, well, your Browns uh, fired Freddie Kitchens, of course. They got rid of their general manager. Have you got a call yet for that position, Dante? No. Okay, I just haven't. checking. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought of you for that, and then 
I hear the Giants are going to start getting into analytics, so I thought maybe you or I would end up getting a call for that as yeah, well. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brown's potentials uh, that they're interviewing, Mike McCarthy, Greg Roman, Josh McDaniels, to name a few. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I feel bad for whoever gets it, honestly. Mike McCarthy's probably the best pick for that. Josh McDaniels, I think he had a whole head coaching position somewhere and didn't do that well, and he went to the Patriots. Yeah. I don't know. If you want the Patriots' way, if you want somebody that's in the same division, you – you go with the Browns, obviously, but they need to hire somebody from the outside. Yeah. They need to do like what the Eagles did with <laughs> Doug Peterson. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the best thing the Browns can do right now is get what's his name from Oklahoma. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Okay. If they get Lincoln Riley, he's got the connection with, uh, with Baker. Yeah, this is true. He's a good coach. He learned from Bob Stoops. You know, there's there's a lot of potential there. I know that the transition between, you know, being a, a college head coach to yeah, but not NFL everybody's going to be Chip Kelly. So <laughs> no, no, because he always wanted to run the spread offense yeah. with uh with Nick Foles. Oh my God! Like, dude, did you know you played actually? When he was the head coach at Oregon, they played Nick Foles when he was at Arizona. Oh, but you want to run a spread offense with them. <laughs> Dude ran a pro-style offense at Arizona. What an idiot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're not going to have that with Lincoln Riley, I don't think. But Urban Meyer, man, they keep talking about him for the Cowboys and then potentially for the Browns. But, I mean, if he want, he's he was at the Ohio State game. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, if he wanted to stay in Ohio, that might be the best pick for him. And I think – Urban Meyer will be a good NFL coach. I just don't think he's he's reliable enough. He's going to stick around for two years, and he's going to say he has head problems again or his illness, and then be on the sidelines limping. And yeah, guys, I, I don't. Yeah, and I mean, leading into the Cowboys, they like Urban Meyer too. Yeah, I've heard that mentioned, but I don't. I think they're looking for somebody who's tested. I don't think they're going to go the college route. I really don't. No. They need, Not with Jerry Jones. No, you need a you need a you need, GM. You need a puppet. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they don't need a GM because they got their pieces in place. They right. need just coaches that are good. Yep. Oh, if you want to promote Kellen Moore to offensive coordinator, why don't you promote the head coach now? There you go. <laughs> All right, the Giants fire Pat Shermer. Uh, potentials: Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. Matt Rule. Uh, that name's come up quite a bit. He seems to be maybe the favorite for that job. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah. from Baylor, uh, used to coach at Temple. Yep. So we'll that, see. that would be an interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, he used to coach at Temple, go right up the road in New Jersey, <laughs> be in the Meadowlands. Uh, Panthers, potential, being to me, McDaniels, McCarthy, and Rule. Yeah. Uh, they were the top names that came up that they're looking at. So everybody's making their rounds, man, trying to hit two or three teams to see what they can do. If you keep Cam, get a coach that's not going to contain him. But they, I think they already said they want to get rid of him anyways. Yeah. Jets are keeping Adam Gase, and they're seven and nine. So there's no need to get rid of, um, no need to get rid of him. Matt, Matt Patricia from the Lions. Uh, what do you do with that? Because like your main weapon got hurt, right? And you had Jeff Driscoll as your backup. Yeah, so you you know you can't get rid of him for that. 
Dan Quinn, come on, he needs to stay. I mean, team, just because he had one bad yeah, year. Yeah, the team rallied around him, man. What, Get some he, better assistant coaches. I don't think yeah. it's Dan Quinn's fault. That that team gets picked more often than not to go to the Super Bowl every single year, and they just poop the bed. I mean, how many times have you guys heard the Falcons are going to go to the Super Bowl or yeah. or be a contender? And yep. they're they're never like that. Yep. I don't think that's necessarily Dan Quinn's fault. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up, guys, for this week of the Go for Two podcast. It is January fourth. Who are your Super Bowl favorites? Who's going to win the college football championship? Let us know on Facebook. Uh, you guys can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. Uh, actually, I have to re-upload the SoundCloud because I forgot the last couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, if you go to our Facebook, I'll always link it when I release the episode. Yep. Um, so, like I said, hit us up there. Oh, and come see us January 25th. Be part of our live podcast recording. Yep. Come see us at Holy Grounds Coffee House in Oxford. Or uh, you can come down for a Q&A. That's fun. Oh, heck yeah. A Q&A we'll, would we'll, be cool. We'll be a little uh, there a little early to set up uh, before the 10 o'clock podcast. And then afterwards, while the tournament's going on, we, we'll be available for any questions. Yep. So uh, it's never a gimme. Always go for two. Always go for two. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Go For Two podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Go For Two podcast. Also, if you liked what you heard and don't want to miss an episode, please follow us on iTunes.